Well, again, friends, I greet you in the marvelous name of Christ, and I pray that all continues to be well with each and every one of you. I'm going to read our scripture today. It is from the Gospel of John. Uh-oh. Let me get my not-so-holy help. Amen. There we go. I can see it all. From the Gospel of John, the 14th chapter, just a few verses, verses 23 to 29. And I'm going to read it from both um, an NRSV version, but also the message, okay? And I will ask you to stand for the second reading, okay? All right. So listen, dear friends, for the word of God. This is from the message. Because a loveless world, said Jesus, is a sightless world, if anyone loves me, he will carefully keep my word, and my Father will love him. We'll move right into the neighborhood. Not loving me means not keeping my words. The message you are hearing isn't mine. It's the message of the Father who sent me. I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I have told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereft. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught. You've heard me tell you I'm going away and I'm coming back. If you love me, you will be glad that I am on my way to the Father because the Father is the goal and purpose of my life. I've told you this ahead of time, before it happens, so that when it does happen, the confirmation will deepen your belief in me. I'll not be talking with you much more like this because the chief of this godless world is about to attack. But don't worry. He has nothing on me, no claim on me. Now, friends, if you would stand for yet another reading of our gospel lesson. Jesus answered, whoever loves me will keep my word. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever doesn't love me and doesn't keep my words, the word that you hear isn't mine. It is the word of the father who sent me. I have spoken these things to you while I am with you. The companion, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I give to you not as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have heard me tell you I'm going away and returning to you. If you loved me, you would be happy that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than me. I have told you before it happens so that when it happens, you will believe. This, dear friends, is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
Amen. You may be seated. As a thought for today, I offer passing the peace. Let us pray. Oh, gracious and all wise God, holy God, we give you thanks for this and every day. We thank you, oh God, that you woke so many of us up, clothed us in our right mind. You gave us a measure of strength to either come to this Bethel place or to watch online. Lord God, help us in this time of preaching and teaching, of listening and learning, to not just be hearers of your word, but to be doers. Help us, oh God, to go out into this world and spread your peace, share your love, so that others might have their hearts warmed, so that they too might know the love of God in Christ Jesus, that they too might have the blessed assurance. May they too be saved. We pray this and every prayer in the name of Jesus, our Savior, your Son, and our Lord. Help me, O oh God, to preach and help your people to hear and help us, O oh God, to live it. In your son's name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, it has happened again, hasn't it? And it's hard to describe what happened in Buffalo as unthinkable. Because the attack on the people at Topps Friendly Market marks the 198th mass shooting in 2022. Someone authorities believed to be an avowed white supremacist traveled for hours in order to get to Buffalo's east side, the east side, the side, the black side of town with the intent of killing African Americans. You would think, or at least hope that by now, after more than 400 years, after all the marches, after all the laws, after all the amendments, you would have thought by now, especially in a country that calls, that claims itself to be Christian, that things would be better, or at least not this bad. But the truth of the matter is that spiritual forces of evil exist. That hate and violence in all of its forms, whether physical, emotional, or structural, persist. And their presence threatens to undermine our sense of security and, dare I say, is determined to disturb, if not destroy, our peace. And on this, the sixth Sunday of Easter, when we celebrate the risen Christ, our gospel reading has us hearing again Jesus' words to his disciples in that upper room about how they are to live in his absence, what they will need to continue to do, what they will need to continue to do his work in the world. We hear those familiar words from John, the 14th chapter, often read at funerals, often read at a time when our hearts are breaking and truly troubled, a time when we are traumatized by loss and absence, death and despair. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Really, Jesus? Don't you see what's going on? 
How can our hearts not be troubled when we live in this world and we must face such imaginable, unimaginable traumas day after day, month after month, year after year? I think about what happened in Buffalo and what happened to the Taiwanese faith community in California. And the trauma visited upon those who were hurt physically and the families who must bury their loved ones. But I also think about an entire community that has been fundamentally and perhaps generationally affected by the assault. Trouble indeed. And yet, in the midst of the disciples' troubles and ours, Jesus promises to give us peace. To give us peace, not as the world gives, which is external, which is fleeting, which is often beyond us, but the peace of Christ, the peace of contentment, the peace of wholeness, the peace of knowing that God is God, the peace in knowing that our God reigns, that God loves this world, that God is for us and not against us, that God is with us and that nothing and absolutely nothing can annul the peace of God. It is the peace of Christ that comes to us as a gift along with the Spirit's presence that reminds us of how we are to live in the world. We are to live as Easter people, people who are not defined or disabled by the terror of this world's crosses, but who are empowered by the reality of the empty tomb, the power of Christ's resurrection, and the presence of God's Holy Spirit. The peace that Christ gives is a profound sense of wholeness and fullness. We know that we are not alone in this world. We know that we are not left to our own devices. We know that we don't have to make our own way in this world. We trust that in all things, God is at work in the world and that God is at work in and through us. The peace of Christ is more than a feeling. It resides deep within. The peace of Christ is more than wishful thinking. The peace of Christ is more than just the absence of something negative, more than the lack of war or conflict. Instead, it points to the full societal and personal well-being coupled with the righteousness as only God can give. The peace that Christ gives is is not a passive peace in our lives. It is not just a time to just pray and do nothing. But it equips us by the Spirit's power to keep the faith, to be of good courage. The peace of Christ propels us to be bearers of this peace for our sakes and for the sake of the whole world. We know that Christ has overcome the world with all of its worries. We know that Christ has overcome the world with all of its traumas, with all of its conflicts, with all of its hardships, and with all of its troubles. 
because of Christ and the power of his resurrection, we have a confident hope and an expectation about the future. For we know, surely we must know that love is stronger than hate. Surely we must know that darkness cannot overwhelm and overtake the light of God. As one commentator points out, Jesus offers peace to us. Not so that we can find shelter from the world. Not so that we can hide out from all of its terrors. Christ offers us peace so that we might be able to enter even more deeply into the world. That we will go and confront the Goliaths. That we will go and stand before the Pharaohs. That we will speak to those of the empire and say, this is not the will of God. The peace of Christ gives us the courage to live faithfully, fully, and boldly as his disciples Modeling peace, keeping his commands and, and continuing his work of, of loving others, of loving those who are not even lovable. Of healing hurts, even hurts that we did not cause, but because God's people are hurting somewhere. Of welcoming the stranger, those who are immigrants who technically were always part of this country. Of praying for those who persecute and the persecuted. God's work of liberating the captives, of feeding the hungry, of visiting the prisoners, of caring for the sick, and of confronting injustice and the systems that try to oppress God's people. You see, not only are we to live in peace with one another, but we are to pass the peace. We are to pass the peace of Christ. We are to bless others with the same gift of peace that Christ has given to us. Peace must be passed. Peace must be enacted. Peace must be shared. Peace must be given. Peace must be passed. We are called to be peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed and blessing others with the peace of Christ. Before COVID, as part of our liturgy, as part of our worship service, you remember we would pass the peace of Christ. And sure, a lot of that was about, hey, how you doing? You know, this greeting of looking into the face of another brother and sister in Christ. But this ancient greeting is saying, we're saying that the peace of Christ be with you and the responses and also with you. Can there be any more significant words to say when we as the faithful are saying and that the world needs to hear a world that has so many troubles, they need to hear the peace of Christ be with you. We need to say that the world needs to hear it. A world that tries to separate us one from another. We need to say it to all people, the peace of Christ be with you. When we pass the peace, we are declaring that Christ is present with each of us. That Christ is present with all of us. That Christ is present with the world. When we pass the peace, we are saying that our God reigns. 
When we pass the peace, we are saying that we can and we must continue God's sacred work of reconciliation, justice, mercy, and love of the world. So may the peace of Christ, the peace which surpasses understanding, the peace that you have in the midst of the storm, in the midst of life's troubles in this world. May the peace that frees us from fear and helps us to confront any cross and any garden. May the peace of knowing that God is with you. May the peace knowing that God loves you. May the peace in knowing that Christ died for you and God raised him from the dead. May that peace, may that peace, be with you and with all. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.